everyone. Welcome back to Alpha Waves. Episode number two. Yes. Brat, 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 brat. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> intro into our first guest onto the show. So our good friend, Jerry, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My <laughs> name's Jerry. I'm the founder of a youth development platform called the Uncommon Collective. Um, the Uncom Collective is basically a collective of black and brown talent that works to help um, our youth. Um, and our tagline is supporting different faces in different spaces. Um, I suppose if I had to identify myself or what I identify myself, I'm a black British mother of one who loves Manchester United. What, what? <laughs> it's my intro, it's my intro, it's my intro, it's all good. Oh, oh thanks for being there since you lot are in the final tonight. I thought you might have been, you know. come on. <laughs> good night, yeah. Nah, I appreciate it, I appreciate it. Um, how long have you been running your Uncommon Collective? So, to be honest, um, it actually started, Cam will know this, because she helped, it was originally called Turn Left Today, mm-hmm. okay. and that was back in November 2019, and actually Cam was the one that came up with the name. We were walking back from the pub, and no, we were going to oh, the pub. yeah, we were. And I was thinking about a name, and Cam came up with it. Um, and then, uh, so that was November 2019, mm. and then the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and that just completely threw me. And because I work with young people sort of more 11 to 18 I couldn't go into any schools and I was just like what the hell am I going to do and then George Floyd died yeah. mm-hmm. and I was absolutely it was like now more than ever represent- representation matters so that's one of my core pillars is representation um is really important and I was like you know what George Floyd took one for the team and I can't let that go I'm wasted I have mm-hmm. to do something I like it's now more than ever I have to pick up my business it means more so the last from when he died to probably March I've spent rebranding rechanging the name just rethinking about what I wanted to do and how I was going to deliver it yeah. and the Uncommon Collective was born no, that's good that's good also yeah. got rid of the cam attachment to it so that's even better <laughs> <laughs> turn no, left um, is there like a specific reason why you wanted to go in down that path or there is, you know what, this is a proper story, but um, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll roll it out as it happened. So I've worked in the media industry, in the creative industry for the best part of 25 years. Okay. And I've always felt like, I'm in what I call the 1% club. I'm the 1% of a black woman that is in these white spaces. Like mm-hmm. there's no one that really looks like me, behaves like me, mm-hmm. that's from my ends. I'm from Shepherd's Bush. So, you know, I, but I, sh- you know, it, it didn't like, I wouldn't say it was a hindrance. I mean, it was in some ways, but I continued to strive and move forward. But I got to a point where I was like, I'm not getting any further. I can't get any higher. And I just felt like it was something about me. I couldn't quite work out why the people Mm -hmm. that didn't look like me that were generally white were able to progress. And I was doing okay for myself, but they were doing big bits. And I was like, how am I not there? Mm -hmm. When we all started at the same time, how's this happening? And then I started to internalize a lot of that. And it was like, no, there's something wrong with me. I don't have something that they've got. And it it became about me. And and this system that I worked in made me feel that I was the mistake somehow. And then I went to a party and a friend of mine was like, you're really successful. And I, up until that moment, I've never seen myself that way. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, someone said to me, like when your friends shine the mirror back at you, so when they, when your friends reflect how they see you, that completely, and that one moment where my friend was like, what are you talking about? You're super successful. You've had a long career that spanned 20 years in the same industry. Mm. You're a really successful mum. What do you mean? And I was like, wow, this thing called success that we're all chasing, and this is like, for me, success was about a number and getting to a place. Yeah. 
and I'd always thought that from young, like there was a salary bracket that I had to earn. I had to get mm-hmm. a certain job level. And this thing called success that I was chasing, I suddenly thought, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know I was there, and I'm here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You've got to live in the moment. So that I left that party, and that was the day where I was like. I'm no longer going to try and break the concrete ceiling that's above my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My focus has got to be on what I want to do, what makes me happy. And then that's that was about, in total, that was probably, yeah, it's about six years ago. And bit by bit, I started to think about what were the things that I liked about my job? What didn't I like? What did I like doing? Slowly but surely, my, and as I say, my purpose, and I do mean that my purpose became really clear to me that, yeah. mm. like, all the challenges that I've had in my life have led to this moment and that's because now I want to help support other people that, are, that look like me coming up mm-hmm. in, in the industry and in, in loads of other ways. Um, and so, yeah, it just kind of, it's been building for five years and then it culminated mm. in me creating it yeah, finally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been amazing. That is amazing. That's such an empowering story as well. Like, it's yes. so good that you first of all, didn't allow yourself to feel any kind of imposter syndrome or, you know, am I not good enough with this, that and the other? And then not only that, but then you created something to help further empower yourself and others. And mm. I think it's so important to create space for yourself, especially if you're finding that that space isn't there for you. So I yeah, that. there's definitely something about not... Do you know what? A couple of things have happened in the last sort of, even though in the last year, the mm. minute I stopped chasing something else... You know, like the the minute the minute I stopped looking to be validated by the man, the mm. system, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, the minute I stopped chasing that validation, it came to me without me doing anything. So yeah. Camel, no, like oh, actually, you don't know. Oh, so last week or no, two weeks ago now, I won mm. the Future Is Female Awards 2021. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> so that is a big, oh, that's amazing. That is we a were talking big about when you got um, nominated. Yeah, but that's yeah. amazing that you so won. I won. And I wasn't, oh. I didn't chase that. That yeah. kind yeah. of like, that's that what I mean. The you. minute I stopped chasing yeah. validation in my industry, my industry came and found me and was like, we're going to give you this honour. And I was like, me? Oh, congratulations. The girl then from Shepherd's Bush. You <laughs> know what I mean? So, yeah, it's yeah. been crazy. But you, to your point, you always feel, impo- like, I always feel imposter syndrome. I always feel mm. like, oh, mate. Am I really doing this? Can I do this? Yeah. But I've Has learnt... my gift gone? <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? I guess mm. I've learnt to quieten the gremlin on my shoulder. Because there's always going to be a gremlin. You're always going to feel you're not quite good enough. You know, no, I, yeah. it takes a special sign on someone to be so 100% confident in your conviction of what you're doing that mm. you don't ever think... I've made a mistake or I could go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's a special mm. kind of person and they don't generally don't exist. I don't want to be that person. So, yeah. you know, I, I, but, you know, those days where you think, oh, this is, can I do this, this and the other? Then I just pull on through and think, okay, yeah, keep going, keep going because, mm. you know, the, so many people are doing big bits. It's amazing. Yeah. I think it's a mentality switch. Like, mm. a lot of us go through this stage where we think that we have to have it all figured out mm. when realistically... It's a learning process. Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah. the people that have got it figured out, a lot of the time, if you look at their starting points, it's either they're from a different place than what we're from. Mm. So they have they have less stresses because they don't have to worry yeah, about certain yeah, yeah. things mm. when they can just fully focus on that. Whereas not it's not an excuse, it's just a reality. No, it's, it's not reality. an excuse. No, definitely it is a reality. But life is not... Like, I always think now, I realise, like, life is just there to teach you lessons That's mm-hmm. the whole time. And it's yeah. whether you choose to learn those lessons. And a lot of the times in life, you only get to learn those lessons when you're much older. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, life is just there to teach you lessons. But you're right, like, certain 
people have different environments that allow them to focus on different areas. Yep. Mm. And if you can focus on something without any distraction, you can normally nail it. Yeah. Um, That's so you know, true. when you are from like underrepresented, poor backgrounds, mm. their struggles are real. And that kind of gets into the, like gets into in your way of trying to do maybe some of the things that you want to do yeah no, it's true it does good. it does make it more um i mean i don't even know if i want to use the word difficult but it is harder to envision success for yourself when you aren't used to seeing people like you experience that kind of success yeah, yeah of course. it's hard to kind of fit yourself in that picture and put yourself in that place so so that's why what you're doing is amazing you know to help pave pave that way for yeah people. thank you yeah yeah as no well. it's yeah. um i really like what you said as well darren about um you know like you you feel like at one point at one time you're gonna have it all figured out mm -hmm. and i think one thing that's becoming so clear to me is that i really do not have it all figured out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I think I've got it, like yes, it's clear. Then something happens, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, what yeah. I'm learning is that the turning point isn't actually having it all figured out. The turning point is really acceptance of the fact that you never will. So in the moment, you're continuously gentle with yourself and patient, and allowing the knowledge and clarity and answers and lessons to come to you, rather than kind of berating yourself for not yeah. knowing that beforehand. No, no, I definitely agree. I do think <clears throat> like that you feel the only you never figure out life because it's like a game of cards, isn't it? You're constantly playing mm. the game and you yeah. have no control over what cards you've been dealt. Yeah. So you're just you just gotta play the game as it comes to you. But I think as you do get older, there's a level of um what would I call it? Just I suppose there's a level of no, it's not contentment, it's not the right word, but a sort of ability to maybe handle the unknown a bit better. 100%. Because you've, you've had the unknown. So when you're young and the unknown things come your way, mm. you're a bit like, whoa, how do I pick myself up this? But as yeah. you get older and you realise life is just a series of unknown events that keep coming your way, mm. good or bad, as you get older, you think, okay, I've been... I've been this down this road a little bit before. I've experienced something similar to this. So I'm not going to completely freak out. And I think that's all that happens as you get older. You don't necessarily fully, you know, have everything nailed down and know where it's going to go. But you, your ability to deal with those bumps mm. becomes Comes a bit a better. Lot more, yeah. Yeah. I think it's all like stages. You you kind of, um, you can master stages in your life. So like, like you're saying, if it happens or anything similar happens again, you're like, I've been through this stage yeah. already. So I know yeah. what's coming. But then obviously, like you said, there's going to be stages that you're not, aware of that's mm. going to throw up in it's your so face, true so. but it's so funny because i found that i am doing that more often that when something new has come up that i haven't come across mm. before or yet i think to myself okay but you did this you did that you went through that so right. if you did all of that you can you, you can, can do, do this yeah, yeah, you yeah. kind of have more experience yeah. under your belt to you help you move forward yeah definitely you mm. just got point of reference whereas before when you're when you're young you don't have any point of reference no you're, you're just like, like why me yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that is it why me good <laughs> lord who hates me yeah, who why did, did i do to deserve this like, <laughs> yeah yeah no. no it's true it's true it's true yeah. it's crazy it's true so what do you feel where you're kind of like your the thing that you told yourself when you were in your your early 20s compared to to now or, or you know 10 years from from then like the kind of phrase that you soothed yourself with or the thing that you you tell yourself God. i know i don't know why i asked that i don't even have an answer i know i'll leave you to take that one you know what yeah mm. when, like i was in my early 20s i was very spontaneous 
So I always used to live like, yeah, I still do live in the moment, but I used to literally live in the moment. Like, yeah. like I was saying, I think it was, was it last week I was saying where mm. I was spontaneous with everything, literally like every aspect of my life. You were just down, any motive, let's go. So then <laughs> now it's like, I still have that level in me, but I've just kind of mastered when to bring it out yeah, and when yeah, not. Yeah. Like that's one of the biggest changes that I would say that I would that I've done because there's still times when people will follow me. I remember there was a, a period of time where nobody would follow me because <laughs> <laughs> because I got to the stage where I just didn't want to do anything. Yeah, okay. I was, because I was so like my early twenties were so reckless yeah. that mm. towards my late twenties I just wanted to pull back just pull relax. back yeah. so people stopped phoning me to go out everything and then it's like <laughs> i had to kind of show them no i'm still that same person yeah. but i just pick and choose when mm. and i've kind of understood when to do it but um yeah i think that's the biggest thing that's changed from, yeah. from then to it's now. funny because mm. i was like that like i've when i was in my 20s so i've been in a lot i've been in a long-term relationship for like 30 years mm. and um when i was in my 20s we lived together sort of my late 20s, I was properly, like some, when I think back to my 20s, my 20s were like good party years. But to be fair, Cam knows me, like mm. I've had some long party years. <laughs> but my 20s, my 20s were my good party years. And I remember I used to, though I lived with my boyfriend, I used to come, my friend before me, she'd be like, Saturn on at gas, Astoria. <laughs> and I'd literally come in and be like, babe, I'm getting dressed, I'm going back out. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> you, just, you literally just got in. <laughs> and I would be like, babe, I'm going out. And uh, you know, like for all those uh, listeners that have been in a long-term relationship, mm. I am not that chick. Like I, I am the chick that- <laughs> Don't wait up for me. <laughs> don't wait up for me. But I, I mean, I've been very lucky that we mm. both, I, I've never felt that I've missed out. So yeah. even though all my friends are single and have been probably single for most of the fact that I've been with this guy, mm. I have been, it, it's been cool because I've still been able to like move mad basically. He was kind of cool with it. it was, yeah. You know, do your thing. So yeah, my twenties was very much like that kind of spontaneity and like and I'm still that like you say, you're you're never you're still that person. I'm still that really social mm. person. But you know, with age and with hindsight now, I'm kind of like it's a bit more pick and choose yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. And it's a bit more like, okay, now I'm a mum, there's like the consequences of if I'm gonna be that spontaneous tonight then I need to mm -hmm. put things in place so that my son's taken care of. So the level of spontaneity can't happen like it used to because I've got responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, but at the heart of me, I'm still that person that wants to like go out and move my ass. Yeah, for real. Like I'm still really like quite a spontaneous person. And I think coming out of lockdown and, you know, finding so much stability within myself in lockdown and becoming a lot more of a homebody and now coming out of that, I'm feeling a bit of conflict because it's just like, oh, you know, which cam is gonna come yeah. out like is it the old cam or the new cam so so it's quite it's a strange thing and I agree like when I was younger like in my my earlier 20s I definitely had that effort let's do it kind of attitude mm. I feel like that was even my like what I'd say <laughs> to people when they ask me to do things and I'm like yeah let's just do it that's fine and um I feel like what I say now is let me think about it and I'll say, I'll come back to you, yeah. you know, and it just gives you that bit of space. So I feel like that's definitely something. Do you, it just reminds me of something you were saying earlier. I definitely, mm. I like the, I'm just going to use an analogy around raving. Like mm. in my 20s, I would have stood in a queue for hours yes. like, in, with no clothes on, just mm. stood in that queue. Don't even feel the cold. It, did, didn't feel the cold because, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going out. That yeah, is I don't it. know how you just like do it. Yeah, but I would have done it. You know, like I would have stood up in my yeah. six inch heels and my little mm. skid dress, no coat on, and I would have got there on a bus. Do you know what I mean? Now I'm like, I'm a 40 year old woman. I'm mm. like, you know what? 
it's a bit cold. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. And if I can't, if you can't drive me, so I a so that I don't end up like outside the venue, and mm. b the queue ain't no more than fifty people, and c or I'm not on the guest list. So that's the difference. Mm. It's like yeah, yeah. my levels. I still want to go out, but now my you levels are different. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be suffering. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to suffer out. for this. Yeah, <laughs> to have this <laughs> no, pleasure. It's true. it's true. It's true. It's true. That is true. I feel like mm. no, I was going to say something. No, you go. I was going to say, I feel like one of the other things that, that kind of changes is <coughs> you rely less on people to do things as well. Like, yeah, um, There's plenty of times, even if there was an event or anything that I wanted to go to, there was I don't know if it was pride or ego that just made me think, that no, I can't go there by mm. myself or I need to have mm. someone to go with me or something yeah. like that. But as you get older, you realise, like, especially when you're not on the same path as someone, that mm. you can't really expect them to always mm, be on be the there, same yeah. like with you when you're trying to achieve something for yourself so i feel like you become more independent mm. um mm. as you get older as well that's really interesting that's something i want to explore because i feel like there's a couple things that i've seen that i want to go to and that's something that mm. is starting to hold me back a little bit because i'm like oh i don't know anyone who would want to go to that thing have you ever traveled by yourself anyway no have you to another country no not yet mm. something i want to do but I don't mm. think I'm gonna get the chance. You're asking to do. us as if you know you've done, you've got a story <laughs> nah, to I haven't, tell. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. Yeah. It's something that I want to do, but I don't yeah. think I'm gonna do it. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I I feel like events by myself could be kind of cool because there's something going on and you're looking at something and you don't necessarily need people there with you. Yeah. I don't know if I and I know loads of people do it, but I think for me myself. And being the kind of person that I'm like quite social and, you know, a little bit needy, let's be real. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if I was on holiday or traveling, I, I don't know if I could do that myself. You know, I feel like I'd want someone I, there with me. I do agree with you, but I do, mm. having, I've seen my friends do it. Like really? I have seen my friends be where we are going, there's no way I can ever do it. Mm. And then get to a point in their life where there's no boyfriend, like mm. girlfriends are all working or doing other things. And they're like, do you know what? It's either I go by myself and have the break that I need mm-hmm. or mm. I don't. And then they were like, fuck it. I'm going to go yeah. and do like a week. And I was like, how did you do that? And she a goes, week? You know what you, oh my God. Yeah, they went to like, I can't remember where. Say like it was the Caribbean, somewhere mm. hot. And she was like, do you know what? You spend your days, you'd be surprised. You spend your days just chilling on the beach, reading loads, relaxing, mm. in your room, watching TV. You go to bed early. If you fancy it, you go down, sit by the bar. The barman will talk to you for a little bit. That's and true, you know, yeah, and she's like, you do... There's none, there is no, it's weird because there's no shame. You end up, you do end up meeting people, like random yeah, people. Yeah, you're definitely. more likely to chat to random people because you're by yourself. Definitely. And That's I just true. thought, yeah, good for you because why should you miss out? But I, I get your point, Cam, but then mm. I'm like, why should you miss out on experience? Because, yeah, just because you're scared of how it's yeah. going to be and a little bit of discomfort mm. and, and things like that. I think one way that I'd want to start this is go traveling by myself around the UK and going to, you know, getting an Airbnb. Yeah. One of my friends, ever actually, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you both met Ever from. I don't know if you'll remember. This is for my birthday. Okay. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. She recently went to Brighton by herself, and she had a really good oh. time. And she felt exactly that way. Like she had, you know, early nights. She got up and went hiking, and you kind of. I feel like when you're by yourself, I know I'm contradicting myself from two seconds ago, but um, when you're by yourself, you kind of have the freedom to do whatever you want to do yeah. in your yeah, own yeah, time definitely. without having to see if But do you know what, have you, okay, so maybe take a step, step back. Have you mm. even been to like an exhibition by yourself? 
No. <laughs> so let's not try and go away. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah you've got to do that. let's just try and go and around London. Out in Brighton. It's good. Let's try and move it because I so yeah. um I I've done that a lot actually a lot. Mm. So where my offices were in the, in the West End, Central London, it was quite a few museums. And then mm. I got to the point in lunchtime. I was like, I'm sick and tired of sitting at my desk like at lunchtime. So I used to go. I went to like the National Portrait Gallery and I just wandered oh, around by did. myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's and such a great way lovely. to spend your lunch break. Just yeah, doing but it also things. just, yeah, it's really, it's quite, it's quite mm. a peaceful time. Yeah. And just, just like yourself. even just getting to do those kind of things, like there's a couple mm. of exhibitions that I've seen and I'm like, I don't really think anyone's going to, none of my friends are going to like this, they're going to, but you know what, I'm just going to go because <laughs> mm. it interests me. That's mm -hmm. so true. Yeah, so maybe start small like that. Yeah, I think I will because I remember I went to an exhibition once with my, with my friend and um, I don't think it was really her thing. And we just got drunk. <laughs> and it was not the same. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you'd gone by yourself, you actually yeah, would have been. And then you can take your time and choose. Yeah. Where you, go. you know what? I'm going to give that a go and see see yeah, how it works try it. out for me. Just try, try and yeah, 100%. go yeah, to a couple definitely. things by myself. Because I really want to start going to, you know, music events. See, I've done that on. by myself. Have yeah. you? <laughs> what was well, that thin, like? It's, I think like it's a thin line for a male anyway. Mm. Because... You're standing in there by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only so long that you can stand by the bar yeah. by yourself without looking like a creep. Right? <laughs> so, so, so um, no, I went there. It was all right. But obviously, um, it's just the intervals between, I don't know. I was going to say, because actually, when you think about it, when you're seeing someone on stage and you're like mm. jumping up and down, you don't really need to be with yeah, anyone because yeah. that's so just the, the sheer crowd is, yeah. is, you know, giving you vibes and that. But mm. it is like when there's no you like when you're like right, I'm going toilet. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Go on> then. <laughs> hold my spot. So hold my true. spot. Excuse no me. <laughs> Excuse me. So Darren, did you go to like a big music event by yourself? No, it was like um a small. It was a small. It was like mm. a, that's what I think that's what made it even a bit more. A bit more weird. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Because it was yeah. kind of intimate. Because then like, you're aware of how people are, are viewing you. Everyone though, could see yeah. your face and you could see everyone's face. It was all right, yeah. though. It was just like... That's how I feel. I'm like, what if they're like, what's this weird girl doing here by herself trying to talk I to know, us? I know, but you know what you're just saying? I'm thinking, like, could I go... like I. So I, for me, like, I'm just thinking, could I go to Notting Hill Carnival by myself? No, that's no, a that's a fun, that. friendly... Yeah. That's, there's, I feel like there's some things... But you could, actually. That's the one place you could... Sorry to interrupt you. I was just thinking mm. that's the one place you probably could, because actually yeah. that you could grab any man, any <laughs> depending on your persuasion. I'm not. I'm not being biased. You could yeah. grab any man, any girl. You know, like no one would know you by yourself. You know what I mean? Like yeah, get yeah, get in the yeah. back that's of a flow. True. Like I would never think to do mm. it. But actually, of all the things I've been to, that's the probably one place. You mm. just get swallowed up in the crowd of people. That's true. You really could do your own thing there. But mm. I feel like there's some events which are just so fun. Yeah. I feel like they are just more fun no, with your no, friends. They are. 100%, 100%, 100%. No, agreed. Agreed. Mm. No, Start definitely. Small. Go cinema. Yeah. 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 Go to the cinema. Eat out by yourself. That's another one I haven't Eating done yet. Eating out by yourself. I I've, don't actually, no, that's a lie. I have done that. Mm. I thought I had them, but then I realised I've gone calf by myself. So technically, yeah, I've, yeah, I've gone to a calf by myself, but maybe because that feels more socially acceptable, you know? Because I think because that kind of concern, like, oh, do people think? Yeah, I'm a, I, think, I think that's what yeah. started me off with making me think I can do it. Yeah, mm. but I ain't done cinema. I want to try cinema. Yeah, 
I was going to say, should we go together? But that's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> I'm just like, Sarah might think you could do it. Because do Sarah's it. quite an isolating event anyway. Yeah. Once the lights go down, I'm not talking to and you. You're, and you're entertained anyway because there's yeah. something playing. So, yeah, I so think cinema pleasant. you could probably get away with. Mm. And a meal I think I could get away with as long as I had a book or my phone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in between courses, yeah. I've just got something to read. Yeah, so I, true. Like I just don't want to be looking around at everyone else. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I've got something to read, then I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. That's true. Although it is quite fun, people watching. Tell a lie. I have been in a cafe on my own once, and you know when they kind of have that bath bit by the window and then yeah, you can yeah. sit oh, yeah. there and I remember having my coffee and just staring at everyone not in a weird way but no, just yeah. like yeah, people watching and that was quite quite fun actually oh, you know what I will do it I'll give it a give go, it a go. Um, give it a go I'll give it a go next week you'll see me in Mexico by myself crying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be jokes girl arrested in Mexico <laughs> girl arrested <laughs> yeah in Mexico <laughs> That's so funny. And the headline's like, I was just trying something new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was by myself. I was looking for a new friend. That's so jokes. You but see, yeah. Actually, in the movie, I'm going to it because I ain't got the facts, but there was something about Mexico um, <laughs> where people was going on holiday mm. and um, it was usually a partner with her boyfriend and somehow they would they would always get separated um, Somehow, yeah, by the <laughs> by the um, the people that worked at the resort that they were staying at, it's a sp specific resort, and there was like four stories. Um, they got separated, and then when she goes to look for her partner, the hotel staff tell him that he's been arrested, oh and then they uh -oh. have to they have to pay money for him to get out. But it's like. While he's resist, not even that he's resisting, but they they beat him up badly. <gasps> oh like, wow! There was like four stories. I re I read it oh, recently. Wow. Like, wow! So I'm not putting you off Mexico. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what? I think I will just go places with friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, wow. wow, that is. But these things do happen, though. They do. They do. Well, speaking of friends, oh. do you feel like your your friendships have kind of changed over the years, and what? what that kind of looks like, especially in relation to, I mean, not to kind of stay on the partying topic, but I feel like that's such a big part mm. of your 20s and then through your years that kind of does adapt sometimes. So do you feel like your friendships have kind of changed, you know, like you have your your party friends and then your other things, friends? I'm a bit of a lifer to be fair. Mm. Like with me, people that I know generally I know for a very very long time so mm. like my friends yeah so so my party friends have been the same party friends really yeah for actually have they yeah they have they have so it's funny so like one of my best mm. friends we have been known each other for so if I've known my partner for 30 years I've known her for 29 years oh wow and we've raved together like we did the jungle we did garage we did house <laughs> We've done like we've gone through all You've the seen like all the music trends. Yeah, together. we've done it all. So and it's funny because whenever we she goes out without me or I go out without her, people know us as being together and they oh, always really? go like, where, where is she? Like, <laughs> oh, that's you two so separated. Cute. We've been Legends. together. We've been to every rave together. Where's your partner in crime? Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, they call cool. us. So for me, um, like my core friends, my core unit have probably stayed the same. Mm. But in I, I'm a bit of, it's weird. I, th I call myself a lifer, but I also realise I have friends in like bubbles. Yeah. So I've got like work friends, I've got uni friends, raving friends, 
and the core people within those groups have stayed the same for the last sort of 25 years. Mm. Um, I, I'm, but that's because I don't generally fall out with people. But you're right. There are peripheral peripheral mm. party friends that you only meet when you meet in raves that mm. you, I never really let in. I'm quite particular about who I let into my circle and into my life. Mm. So those kind of peripheral people... They are on the peripheral. So when they are those like, people that you would have met like on a night out, do you mean? Yeah. So mm. you know, like back in the day, I was a living like when it was back to ninety five in ninety five. <laughs> Not now. It's twenty fifteen. <laughs> Obviously, it's twenty twenty one. But like when it was ninety five, and I was going in ninety five. You know, you'd go every night or you'd go twice as nice or to Vauxhall mm. every single Sunday and you just meet the same people and yeah. you just like became a firmer people. But they're not mm. people that was ever. Like in, outside of that, they were just raving people. Mm. Okay, You'd only yeah, see yeah, them yeah, at that yeah. Place, yeah, at that, at that thing. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a couple of people you swap numbers, but it never kind of moved in that bit where I'm ready to like bring you into my life, and into talk my home. To you about my things. Yeah, and, yeah. So I'm a little bit sort of in that in that sense. I have lifers for friends, but I compartmentalize mm. just a lot of people like that. Yeah, that's mm, that's so interesting. Do you find that like um? As you kind of move through life and go, get older, do you find that you become, and meet friends in different ways, do you find that you become more open more easily? Or is it the same kind of thing that it just takes some time to get people in your, your inner circle? Because I find it really interesting because I feel like I've been in similar positions where I've met people on a night out and they're great for that night and then you have them on Instagram mm. and comment here and there and you just don't really <clears throat> you know build that friendship anymore but then I've made so many oh my god both of you actually so many friends through work that like yeah. you know and other kind of places like that that um I got close to a lot more quickly or easily that then became closer and people yeah. yeah no definitely I think one of the things that I've realized about myself is that wherever I've <coughs> so wherever I've worked I always end up taking one cam or two people <laughs> from my work who I carry through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I don't know. I'm 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 not to sound conceited, but I do believe I'm quite a good judge of character personally. Mm. So, like I said, the people that I let in mm-hmm. my life, I, I generally think if you're in my life and you're in my presence, you're good people. I don't yeah, have yeah. I don't have crap people around me. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. Um, and I don't suffer fools, so therefore I don't have like yeah, I don't have really crappy people or people that would do me bad or do people you know mm. do other people bad around me that like yeah. that. I don't. It's not that I don't know them. Mm. They're just not in my house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so I find like over the years I've taken people from the different places I've worked and they've become like long like like I said they've joined my life crew and I'll always I'm always there for them and whether we speak on a daily, monthly or yeah, annually basis. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm. they're always there for me. So yeah, I think as I've got older, my friendship group, that, that you know, those people, those that hasn't changed. And like sometimes like now, the place I'm wear, working now, I'm a little bit like, I'm never gonna, I already know I'm like, I ain't taking none of you with me when I go. <laughs> like, <laughs> screw that. But, um, <laughs> but I, I haven't got, I think that, you know, at the core of me that has stayed the same, my judgment mm. around people and, and like how I see people move, will determine whether I think, yeah, you're good enough, you're not good enough soul, but you're good soul to let mm. in my whether life. Whether you can trust them Whether with, I can trust them life. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. So, and that bit hasn't really changed. And there's always people like, you know, I'm a Gemini, so I'm really social. Mm. I talk to anyone. So there's loads of people that are always on the peripheral. Yeah. But you, the difference is knowing when to let people in and when to keep them on the peripheral. Mm. And as I say, I only let in special people come into the peripheral. Oh, the rest of them yeah. move and go along. <laughs> <laughs> 
literally. <laughs> I think it, yeah. I think that's commendable to your character though, like mm. you said, because I feel like when when you when you see somebody and they're always changing their friendship group, mm. I always think it can't just be your friends. It must be something within mm. you. Either you're a bad judge of character, or maybe you're the issue. I don't know, but mm. I feel like yeah, because I'm the same. Like most of my friends, I have been my friends either since school or early 20s early work days mm. i don't really think i've i don't think i've had a real fallout unless somebody's done something to me and i don't really think there's anyone that i can think of like that so yeah mm. i think it does come down to your character yeah as well. yeah well i am you shed a whole lot of people <laughs> i shed them like snake skin i was like <laughs> I am not a lifer. I am just... <laughs> no, you know what? It's so interesting because I feel like <laughs> through the years, what you said is true. Like, I feel like um, over the years, I feel like I've changed so much and come into who I am more as a person. And I think the less that I was connected to myself and knew myself, the people around me reflected that. Mm. Mm. And I will say... Possibly, I was not a good judge of character, <laughs> as it goes. <laughs> it happens, and yeah. at times, I was the issue. But it's so it's so interesting because I feel like, you know, I feel with me, I gave a long rope to a lot of people. And I think in my youth, I was very youthful, you mm. know, like quite naive with things like that. And if I've seen something that someone's done, I would just kind of brush it off and be like, oh, okay, that was just, I don't know what that was, so I'm not even going <laughs> to look at that. Yeah. yeah, and then things get worse and worse. And then you end up having a falling out or it just, you know, someone really reveals who they are yeah. or if you hold things in and harbor resentment, then it all just comes bubbling up in the end and your friendship moves so far ahead. So I feel like that's kind of one element of that. And then I also feel like the friends that I've had, that I have now who, you know, I've known for a fair amount of time, I feel like as I kind of grew and changed, and I did have to ask myself, because I went through, you know, like like you said, I cut off so many friends in one go. And, um, and for months I was like, yeah, I hate them all. They all did me wrong. <laughs> And then I had to really stop and say, well, did they all do me yeah. wrong or was it was mutual? It yeah. And I think that's important too. Like, I think especially if you're kind of the person like me who has some long friendships, some short friendships, many failed friendships, you do have to just be brave and ask yourself, like, was it me? What did I do? And I feel like the moment that I did that mm. and the moment that I accepted, okay, there are certain things about me that were unfair then I was able to firstly make better friends <laughs> and learn from my lessons. <laughs> but secondly, be able to um, learn how to handle conflict better as well, you know, and yeah. learn how to manage the, you know, the friendships that I have now with, with dealing with things. And for instance, not harboring resentment and holding that in, but learning how to communicate that or being a better judge of character and thinking, hmm, if someone's doing that then maybe they are not my friend that I'm then going to pour everything into yeah. and then rely on them for everything and then be let down and but then also lose that friendship as well you kind of know like okay that person stays there this person is someone I can turn to when I need to turn to someone and kind of categorizing it like that yeah no mm. I do I was gonna say I think it's 
I think there's a saying and they say like people mm. come into your life for a reason, a season yeah. or a lifetime. And it's so true. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and, and partly whether that's like, I often use that when people die, but it's so mm. true. Like not everything is forever, but yeah. that's okay. Like some people come into your life to teach you something about yourself or, mm. you know, something they need. And, and that might be a short period of time and then they're gone and, yeah. you know, like different companies. You know, I always think like life is like, like a book. And if you're lucky, some mm. of us, and I'm not talking about myself here, but generally in life, like some of us will get to write a book that has lots of chapters with lots of different exciting adventures. Yeah. Blah, 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 mm. You know what I mean? But others, unfortunately, their chapters get cut short and you haven't yeah. like, so for me, I'm just always like, uh, you know, like you're always constantly reading into people's chapters and sometimes mm. you might go into a chapter of someone's life and you're like, mm, this is not a very good book. I'm closing it. Mm. Or it's like high excitement, high drama. And you want to mm. like more, 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 more. But you know, so it, it is. It is that thing of um, sometimes just viewing things that like they might be short term. And like you said, mm. you know, as you get older, you do start to <coughs> recognise a bit more about yourself. You start to yeah. see red flags. Yes, I think the thing for me is I'm um, I'm confrontational, but I'm I'm also very like what you see is what you get. Yeah. So people always know where they stand with me. So I think that's why mm. I kind of like my life because I have had moments where, you know, like. I've fallen out with people, but I also then will deal with it. Like I'm like, okay, mm. well, if we're falling out, well, let's chat about it. If, if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. But yeah. let's kind of yeah. talk through it. Let's discuss it. Like, what do you think was said, or what do you think happened? Well, this is how you're making me feel. Well, this is how you're making me feel. Mm. You know, and and it's you know, th there's been moments where a friend actually literally tried to like gas me and was like, no. Don't want, and I had to confront her because I was like, we were part of a big group of circle of friends. I was like, this ain't gonna work. Mm. Like, so we need to sort this out. Like, what's going on? What do you think you've heard me say or something like that? And yeah. you know, yeah. So it is. There is that that knowing more about yourself. Knowing more about yourself, what you accept of other people, and what you accept mm. of yourself, mm -hmm. will kind of determine, I suppose, where your where your friendships will go. And then sometimes, you know, what you just got to let it go and be like, nah, that's that's run its course. And there's not there's no yeah. There's no, mm. like I've had, um, I've had friends for a long time, but then it got to the point as I've got older, like when we work together, we, because you see each other daily, you move together all the time. Mm. But as you like life and she got married, had kids and I had a child and all that and it got less and less. And now we kind of see each other maybe once a year, we probably phone each other four times a year, but that's cool. It's yeah. like, at that time, you've, you'd never think you two would be separated, yeah, but it's just yeah. run its course, but that's okay. But like she's all, you know, mm. like I say, people that in my phone are in my phone for life. So you can call me up at any time and be like, Jerry, this has happened and I'm, I'll am i be there. Mm. But I also recognize that like, I don't need to chase you down all the time or be in mm. your company all the time because, I, you know, our relationship has changed now. It's run its course how it used mm. to be. And now we're in this different phase of it's okay to just see each other every once in a year and touch base. Yeah, so, I think I that's so important, like having the, the right, and this is, I think, where I kind of failed before as well, is having the right expectations for the right people, mm -hmm. you know, like recognizing which person, like kind of seeing a person for who and what they are and accepting them as that as well, rather than thinking, I really want to stay close with this person. I don't want to lose a friendship. But I need them to stay the way that it's always been. And then ignoring the things that you've seen. Yeah. And then not confronting them either. And then obviously it reaches that boiling point because things that aren't meant to be will always end in some way. Yeah, definitely. 
And I always say like the universe, well, I always say now, the universe <laughs> will make you so uncomfortable until you stop, you know, and you'll see what you need to see over and over. And if you ignore it, it will, it will, you, it just has to stop. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. It will, the universe will keep throwing you the same, the, the same, same incidences lesson. until you learn the lessons that it's yeah. trying to show you. So exactly. Yeah, definitely. But you know, it's mad, like, you know, friendships are crazy because you just think, you know, you put in so much effort into, into you can put in so much effort and time into somebody and sometimes mm. not get it back. Or even like an acceptance. I think one of the things I've realized with some of my friends is just, you, you have to be able to accept the roles that you play in these relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't make it a bad relationship because mm. I think when you're younger, you know, everything feels like it needs to be matched, like it needs mm -hmm. to be 50-50. But yes. as I've got older, I've realized, mm. you know what? There are givers and takers in relationships and it's okay. Yeah. And the, the, the energy is not gonna be at the same level, but like most things, two halves make a whole, so it, it works. Mm. So I think and also a, like someone's 50-50 can be different, mm. you know? Like what you give it may not necessarily be the same thing that that person is giving back, but they are giving you something back. Yeah, and exactly. And I think that's, that also plays a hand in that, you know? Like when you're expecting them to give you everything that you're giving them, but yeah. that's not always the case. Like they might be able to give you something different. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I remember my friend of mine, she always says to me, she's got like, she said when she wants like straight talking, she'll come to me. Mm. When she wants someone to pander to her ideas and just agree with her, she'll go to one of our other mates. <laughs> and when she's launched someone that she knows is gonna be really sarcastic, she'll go to another friend. And mm. I think that is the reality of friendships. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. knowing the roles and it's okay like as you say that the levels are different but it yeah. still works exactly whereas i think when you're much younger you take a great offense if someone is not equally matching you mm. or like well i'm doing this for you so you should be doing this for me or or i'm this kind of person so you gotta be that but it's like that's not how it works yeah you know we've all got our our things that make us different that you just gotta learn to accept mm. i think it's because it's like some of the time you this the hardest thing to accept is the intention of that friend of yours because mm. their intentions might be something totally different from you even though you like, have similar interests or similar yeah. everything their mm. intentions just in life in general might be completely mm. different and um mm. being able to accept and recognize that kind of helps to strengthen your friendship or yeah. make you go your separate ways however you yeah look mm. at it, it definitely will either or either you'll be like oh, okay this is I, I get it it's fine or it's like no nah, mm. I, can't, I can't this can't work for me but yeah, it is, it is really important to kind of look at the intention, accept it for what it is and not mm -hmm. try and be like, it's got to it's gonna match mine. Yeah, or change it or, or change it. it. Yeah, mm. exactly that, change it. Yeah. Because, yeah, nah. without going personal, it's just crazy because I'm just thinking of like friends that I've grown up with and we've been through so much and we're still friends mm. and I don't think that will ever change. But I can feel the distance between us now mm. because mm. we're on different paths almost. Um, and it's like some people, their mentality just won't change. Yeah. Mm. Like until maybe, maybe when they go through certain life changing experiences, but some people will never go through those life exper no. changing experiences and, and it just won't change for them. And you can't blame them for it. Like, and there's only so much you can do to try and pull them up or bring them with you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you then got to be, like you say, you got, and then so, like you said before, it, some of it becomes acceptance. So you have to yeah. be like, that's, they're in their lane. Mm -hmm. And mm. that is just how it's going to be. And if I'm okay with that, 
then it's but then that causes a gap because if your lane is then going vastly moving at a different pace yeah, yeah. you need to focus on what you need to do you in your do, lane yeah, and so yeah, there yeah. is that gap um I, I always have a saying that like if your friends even replies to you as well like I mean, like from my perspective, to my friends, if we kind of respect each other's lane, mm. then we're not really friends. That's the yeah. way I look at it. Mm. Yeah, like, definitely. We have to be able to recognize that sometimes. That's why I kind of—I'd never felt resentment when when people stopped phoning me yeah, at that yeah, point yeah, in my yeah, life yeah. because they obviously recognize that if they phone me, chances are that I probably would have just went out to just ignore my like my own calling. Mm. That mm. like, but after a while they kind of just respected it and let me so just get on with it. yeah. it's not like they stopped phoning me and totally they just stopped phoning me to come out yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's funny because mm. I think it's it, there's an intensity about youth that kind of I don't know if it falls away but it's not there as you get older mm. like in your youth your friendships your part you know everything is so intense yeah, yeah. yeah. and I don't know whether it's because you're young you've just got energy but it is everything's lively it's like mm -hmm. my friendships are everything to me we see yes. each other all the time on the phones yeah. all the time you know like but there's but as you get older there is a you naturally it's not that you don't need as many people but you also feel more comf comfortable in your own space in yeah. your own lane you're not defined mm. by like all these you know like you're not defined by what your friends are doing and what the group is doing it's yeah. like okay what do i want to do so you very much switch from being like we 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 all the time to like mm. i what do i need what's Paving right for me way. where do i want to go mm. and that starts to take priority and i think that's where you sl slow down is not the right word, but that's where you just find a bit more peace and able to like, to your point, pull away and focus on my lane. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, in in your early twenties where you were being so reckless, mm -hmm. it was all about, yeah, let's let's go, let's yeah, go. Like, yeah. what are we doing tonight? Like, where are we going? How yeah. are we gonna do it? How are we gonna get there? You mm -hmm. know, whereas I'm like, nah, I don't fancy it tonight. And you, there's no <laughs> amount of persuasion. There's no amount of persuasion that's gonna make me do it anymore. Whereas, you know, when I look back to my twenties, you know, my friends would have been like, yeah, come on, you can't miss this. This, this is the, you know what I mean? It's gonna be lively, this is gonna happen. Mm. And I would have been, oh, you could you could have talked me into any party. Literally, yep, you yep, just yep. have to say it twice. Yeah, you could have talked me to any party, <laughs> whereas now I'm like, nah. <laughs> I know, my friends know me well enough. When they start, they can just hear a tone and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna it's convince not her. Yeah. It's not happening. Mm. And they're like, cool. Or like, when I'm ready to go, they're like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'll see you lot in it. You lot stay out till six, I'm done now. <laughs> That's so true, like, I definitely feel that because I feel, you know, like you said, like when I was younger, I was not even easily swayed. Like I would just definitely be there. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you can count me for that. And now it's, I feel like I've found so much um, peace and comfort in other things. Like, it's like what you said, I'm not willing to stand outside for ages and mm. be cold or this, that and the other. Like I'm looking for, for comfort. And even outside of going out, I feel like my evenings are just so nice. You know, like mm. I do my self care, I'm well fed. I watch my Netflix <laughs> and I go to bed and I know I'm gonna wake up well rested. And I feel like when you start coming across friends who, are not in the same lane as you, you don't even spend as much time thinking about it. Like you said, it's not we, 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 like, oh, if they're doing that, mm. what am I gonna do? It's kind of just like, you're so focused on your own path and what you're doing and what yeah. you're trying to build that um, that your attention isn't even as focused there as it once was. Yeah, no, mm. definitely. 
it's all good. But yeah. you know, like I said, I still like to party. Yeah. I still like to party. Yeah. So tell like us about that. that. Like how, how have you found oh, the balance? Because obviously gosh. your life, you know, having having a young one as well, like it does it does change. So how how do you find because I feel like people think, you know, you reach a certain age, you reach a certain <laughs> milestone, that's it, you're not allowed out anymore. Sorry, I said so. laugh, but I was just laughing because before you go, I was just no. laughing because I was talking to Cabia and, and she said she Googled, what is it you Googled? <laughs> oh you yeah, Googled I Googled the average, the, the average age that people go to clubs now. Because I wanted up? to know how long I have. <laughs> what came up? Because I am well was, past that. What came up? The average age is um 37. Oh my God, I am mm. clean 10 years older than that. <laughs> Jesus, okay. But see, it's just an average, like, yeah. you know, you're given a <laughs> I was surprised by that average, to be honest. Yeah, but it just goes to show that um, that people are finding the balance, you know, like people aren't thinking, oh, this is something for yeah. people in uni only. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 like, yeah. Then, yeah. you know, I don't know, maybe not. I was gonna say, look, in answer to your question, like my part in lifestyle, so, you know, to put some context, I've been to Ibiza five times, Ayanapa mm. twice, Greece, you know, like I've done all the party islands. I love mm. it. I've been mm -hmm. to various like weekenders. Like I've been, I went out to Croatia um, every year for five years. I've mm. done like party weekenders every, you know, like I've done them all. I've loved it. I am a party person. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't really stopped. Mm. It, it really hasn't stopped. In fact, you know, the, the, what what is different is, um, I suppose the difference is when I was in my 20s, I could rave from like Thursday to Sunday because mm -hmm. I, I didn't have like, I had college, that was it in it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I used to finish at twice as nice on a Sunday. And in fact, even when I was working, we used to finish twice as nice on a Sunday at 6 a.m. and then I'd bleach it for like two hours mm. and then go to work and just, that was how I lived. Yeah. But now I suppose, there's a lot more, I mean, I don't do that now, but that's only because I had a child. If I hadn't had my child, God help me, I think I'd still be doing it. So yeah, I don't think, again, it's going back to what you're saying, like mm. the willingness to party is still there. Mm. But as I've got older, other factors have come in that have sort of prevented me from, from completely committing to that lifestyle, how I look, because, and also just because I, I am, um, I am a little bit older now, so I do find more comfort in staying at home. So it's mm. not like I don't want to party. Like I said to you, like the next six weeks for me are going to be really busy. But um, I also then have to think, right, if I get messy on the on the, on the weekend, I still mm. have to take my son to school yeah. on a Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still got to hold down a job. You know mm. what I mean? I'm still trying to run a business. So that I've got commitments that I need to deliver. That mean I need and my energy. And hangovers are just different now. Yeah, and I need my <laughs> energy. And also the hangovers last a week. So, yeah. you know, like the bounce back when you're in your 20s is like, whew. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, phrase, yeah, man. You know I mean, <laughs> just take a red ball. You're good, isn't it? I'm up. <laughs> but you know, um, so I, I think that you're right. There is that perception when you're a mom, when you're over forty, that you know you can't do those things. That like mm. you can do all those things if you choose to, but it becomes a balancing act. Mm -hmm. And the more things you have on your plate, the more you need to balance. And you and because you want to balance them and do them well, then you're more considerate about the fact. Okay. I'll pick and choose what parties I now go to rather than going to any old party. Yeah. Mm. And if I know, for example, I'm going to a party, I might say to them like, right, I'm going to get a babysit or my son's going to go to my grand, um, one of his grandmas so mm. that I know the next day I can just sleep it off without having to deal with a child. Yeah. 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 So you just be a bit more considerate, but I don't think it ever, I don't really think it ever stops. I mean, mm. 
It just changes. It just changes, yeah. but it never stops. Like, yeah. my mother-in-law is 67 and she still loves to party. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like a West Indian woman from St. Yeah. Lucia. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they've got their own, like, St. Lucian parties and they'll mm. get on a coach and they'll go to, like, Birmingham. And at 67, oh. she will happily do that, like, once every... But she again, it's pick and choosing, and mm. you know they, it's not it's not late. It finishes at twelve. They're back by two. Mm. But she's sixty seven. She still parties yeah, like at yeah, least yeah, once yeah, a month. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. it's truly a myth that you know, you you have to kind of stop having that type of fun. At I'll a be honest. Age. I feel like the I don't know because um, my family's from Saint Lucia as well. Oh, right? okay. Mm. So I don't know if it's just the media that portrays it, but yeah. I've mm. always seen the older generation still partying well into their fifties, sixties. So. Well into it, it. It's like a misconception almost, mm. but... um. Do you know what it is? Sorry to interrupt. I was no, going to say, I think times have changed in that say. So when you think That's about exactly what I was gonna say. older white people, maybe from back in the day, and I'm talking like, I don't know, the Teddy Boys, you, you know, when you see older white people dancing, it was like they were just doing ballroom dancing, isn't yeah. it? It was all very yeah. bit stiff. But the music has changed. Like now mm. all our parents are generally quite younger. Mm -hmm. So for them, true. the ability to like, mm. there is no need to stop raving because they still love music. They still go to concerts. Whereas mm. like older people from back in the 60s and 70s would never afford to go to a concert. That wasn't even open to them. Yeah. I think there's a lot of blurred lines now between, mm. you know, what young means. It's very different to what it means like when my mum was growing up. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, yeah. That's something I wanted to touch on because I feel like, mm. I don't know, there's, I feel like there's this, a blurred, like you said, a blurred line between your 20s and your 30s now, where as before, people looked at as 30, as old, and you're mm. meant to have everything mm -hmm. in place, whereas now it's like, a lot of people are just getting started in their 30s. Massively. And it's okay, because it's like, mm. you've all come from that same space where you've looked at, I remember being young, looking at the 20, 24 year olds, like, like wow. for instance when when biggie and tupac died i was young like yeah, and yeah, i'm looking yeah. at them like these guys they've lived such a full life mm. and they're old and they're whatever adults. when i got to 24 and i said this is the age they died yeah, at. Know, <laughs> like it's so impossible young. i didn't do yeah. anything by yeah. that age literally mm. so um yeah i think there's a blurred line now but i just at the same time i feel like the pressure of social media on the younger generation is making them grow up quicker than they should be yeah, yeah. which is um a big problem like it's just so much pressure, so much pressure yeah. online. My my little brother, he's 15 years old now, and um, and he's talking about you know, oh, I want to get into this, I want to do that, and mm. I'm and I'm telling him like there is firstly no rush, yeah. and secondly there's no one path. You can do everything at different parts of your life, and I feel like when you're younger, you think, you know, I need to have it all by 30, or I need to have something by 30, something solid, but you don't realize that there's so many years after 30 that yeah, follow, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it doesn't just Stop. end there. Yeah, like you don't have to fit your whole life plan into those 30 years. Mm. You can take them at, at separate times. Because I feel like with me, there's certain things that I wanted to do by 30. And then there's other things that I also want to do. And I feel at first I thought, oh, well, I, I can only pick and choose one or two of those things. And if they're not done by then, then the other things are just not off my path. Yeah. And now I'm thinking some of those goals can be longer term goals. Mm. Like you don't have to abandon a dream and pick another. You can do everything that you want to do because you just have so much time. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, I mean, there's lots of things. Like if you look at it now, like economically, so 
back in the day, you know, like the way people worked, everyone had a job for life. So, you mm. know, by the time you were 25 or 30, you were probably married, two kids, you probably would have been able to afford a house. You know, fast forward 30 years, economically, that's just not a possibility. No. Yeah, you know, yeah. everyone's having children later. Most people are still at home in the right, right into their mid 30s because no mm. one can afford a home. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, the gap between like your parents and you and like that music, mm. everything has just changed. Yeah. So I think you, yeah, you do realize that there is no, do you know what there is? No, what I've realized is there's no, there's no off switch. There's no stop button at any age. Mm -mm. Like life is there to be lived and to have experiences. And sometimes <coughs> those experiences and opportunities will come to you in your early parts of your life. Mm. And they, but sometimes they come, you know, back into your later. And like, look, I'm 46. I started a business at 46. Mm. When you, if you said to me when I was growing up in my twenties, I was like, no, no, you know what I mean. Like in my head, it was like yeah. you've got to start a business young because that's how you do it. You mm -hmm. don't, you don't start a business in forty six and trying to be successful at forty six. You should be trying to retire. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, I've got my whole life ahead of me to do mm -hmm. whatever exactly, I want to do. Exactly. So yeah, I think, and again, partly society does make you feel like it's changing, but it still makes you feel like I think very much society is like there's always a right way to do things in society, yeah. and that is whatever like go uni meet a man or meet a woman get married mm. you know like and, and that is changing that is very that is changing but there's still those kind of societal constraints that say you've got to do these things in this certain mm. order well i feel <laughs> like people need to recognize that these constraints are designed for a certain demographic of people a lot of the time mm. like you can't expect somebody that's growing up on a council estate with I'm not going to make the stereotype, but like, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the, the, the usual stereotype, which is like, and you can't expect them to have the same come up and the same journey as someone that's mm. grown up in a total different environment. Yeah, like, massively. But those are the same images that's pushed to across the us. board. Mm. So it's like mm. the moment you recognize that that's not, that doesn't have to be your story. Yeah. You can still get that success. We don't have to get in the same way or in the same time period as the other person. Exactly. I feel like social media can be kind of good for that, though, because I feel like a lot of people are gaining success and paving a way outside of just the, the general kind of go school, go uni, yeah. do this, do that. And I feel 100%. like that's allowing people to see that success can be found in really creative and, mm. and other ways than, than the norm, which I think is important yeah, to I see. Mean, I do definitely agree with you. What I love about, I mean, let's face it, we all know that social media is a curse and a blessing at the same mm. time. I mean, and I think for me, what I love about it is seeing, in particular as a black woman, you know, and a woman of color, seeing, being able to have access to all this information about what other people of color are doing yeah, mm -hmm. is amazing and is inspiring. Yeah. And seeing kids like, there's that, what's that kid? His name's Amari. He's like, he's got like a, a food, a vegan food restaurant in, um, in Box Park in Croydon. He's got his own mm. BBC show. Like, he's 11. I heard what? about this, yeah. Yeah, he's an 11-year-old boy, yeah. so wow. cute, he's, yeah. And basically, he got into vegan food, and then he was just kept doing, and he started doing like markets with his mum, but mm. but she was a meat eater, but and he was he didn't want to eat meat. And then he basically ripped to the people that own Box Park and said like, I want to have a restaurant in your thing one day and blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. And they were like, well, why don't you have it now? And they gave him a little space. Wow. Mm. And it's such a big, you know what? that that message goes out worldwide and inspires yeah. young black kids, white kids, Asian kids, wherever, Chinese, mm. to do to do their thing at 11. There's kids of such young ages make, yeah. like doing big bits and that's mm. amazing. 
But it also has the flip side to your point that it puts a lot of pressure. Mm. It adults our children so much sooner because they're also exposed to the other side, the darker side of images, mm. not without having fully uh, fully understanding of yep. and comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah so therefore, suddenly, you know what? At eleven, your daughter wants to look like Kim K. Yeah. Sorry, anyone that's a Kim K Kim fan. Kim K but she's, doesn't <laughs> even look like Kim K. Yeah, exactly. but you know, like just to pick it off at all, you know, like yeah. and even you know whether you, you know, you're a. Um, What's she? Nikki's fans are called Barbies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Barbs. But you know, and and like even that, you know, like at eleven or twelve, your daughter wants to think it's okay for her to look like that. So mm. it's got, it's you know, it's a blessing and it's a curse. But I love the. It's odd. Like I was actually thinking about that because I was watching an interview with Sweetie, and um, and in that particular interview, she had her glasses on, like she wasn't all dressed up. And even me, as a 28-year-old woman, I was so surprised, you know, to see her like that. <laughs> and then you kind of like, like the facade had just been pulled from, from under me. And then it's so weird, because when you're on social media, these pictures that are being posted daily, like a picture a day, a couple of pictures a day of, mm. of these women all dressed up, and, and even men like with all their watches yeah. and this, that and the other, these, this is Instagram where people post about their lives and you really think you're seeing their lives, yeah. but on the daily they're walking around in their glasses. They're not looking how you think they look every day. And it definitely sends that message of um, a standard and comparison. So mm, Massively. But I think one thing that's really great about not just even social media but the way that things are changing is that I feel like passion doesn't have a, a shelf life or a lifespan anymore where you think you know you can only find passion in starting your own business or doing certain things or even people being passionate towards you and you being more attractive at a certain time during just that small window in your 20s where you're Mm. old enough but not too old i feel like you know with that 11 year old boy he's finding passion so young there's no restrictions on him with you starting your business mm. now there's passion there and i feel like you know breathing life into your life is something that's now attainable anytime rather yeah. than at a yeah, specific agreed. time no i think that's a really mm. good point it, it is you've got access to images of mm. every every niche that you can think of yeah 60 year olds bodybuilding mm. you know what i mean 80 year olds <laughs> roller so skating it, but you capture yeah. so for every passion point that you can think of mm. you know and what i love is that you know the internet again and or social media has given you know that it's not body confidence but that confidence just to be yeah and you can find beauty in all the corners of the mm. of the world at any age or any color creed doing anything yeah you know which is which is really empowering which we you know i never had when i was growing up yeah so um yeah, it's it's it can it is a positive thing, but I think I don't want to go too deep down like the algorithm tech talk kind of thing. But it, yeah. mm. but you know, it's being aware that these images are being fed to to you, oh, yeah. and the minute yeah, you yeah, start yeah. looking at one or two of them, then that's it, game over. Then that's, that's why, why go, I deleted that, my Instagram. Yeah, because I was so that's freaked why. out. <laughs> 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 yeah, one of the reasons. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, the minute you start going down that road, it's just like that's all you're going to see. So mm. you, then you're, the narrative that you think, the narrative that you think you had that was maybe you thought, oh, this is an original, mm. authentic thought, is no longer authentic. Yeah, because yeah. or yeah. even your own thought, and because it's, it's been curated. So mm. it, it is, yeah. But it, I mean, it is good, you know. Like, it just it's mm. just how we how we use it, like anything in life. But yeah. yeah, I do I do love that about social media, and I think, like I think we've said it before, like 
we've all become ageless. Like I sat yeah. on a meeting today yeah. with a woman that was 58 and I was like, damn, you know, like that's not even, it's not even mm. a question anymore. Like yeah. how old are you is not even a question. It doesn't matter. That's so true. How old you no, are. Really it's, it's, it's almost a nonsense question because yeah. what does that mean if I tell you I'm 58? It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean yeah. anything though. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. I could still be as whatless as somebody else who's like 20. Mm. I don't mean nothing. And, and actually, that is that is happening more and more. That's so true. I mean, that is happening more and more. You know, like mm. so. I think now we've all become ageless. I love that. You know, it doesn't mm. it doesn't matter how old you are. But it is it is almost like who you are internally. Yes, it's like who are you? Who, like, are, who you? are you representing? Are what you do you represent? A real version of you. Yeah. Or are you feeding into something else? Yeah. That's so true. Exactly. I love that who, so much. Who do you represent? What do you represent? We have all become ageless. Yeah. That when is my, it. When my brothers call me a grandma, I'm gonna tell them that because they're both younger than me and I'm getting closer and closer to Faye. <laughs> and they won't let me forget it. So <laughs> right, my sister won't let me forget it. She's like, yeah, but you know, you look older than me and I'm like, yeah, we wish. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like you can joke about yeah. it, but the reality yeah. is, it's kind of like it's true. It the reality is, it all anymore. just blends into one. It is. It's it definitely true. does. Definitely does. I remember, like, mm. not to go on about party, but I remember going out and seeing this mm. guy who was like this black guy who must have been about in his sixties, like on the dance floor, busting some waves. And I was thinking, <laughs> who are you here with? But then I was like, good for you, <laughs> <laughs> Darren, in the couple years from now. <laughs> Definitely not. But. <laughs> You know, you think good for you. You're still out and about. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. You're still out and about. yeah. We are. All and you know what? When you see someone like that, they're the people that you want to hang with. You yeah, because they're the ones who are just like having a good time. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darren's like, like uh, uh, not me, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Obviously, you know, hang with at the time, like mm, yeah. the, the life no, of the I'm party. No. Um, do you? Would you say though, like? When you was growing through your twenties, did you feel any of the the social pressures at all? Because like, for me, there was no way for me to avoid it. It was everywhere I looked. Where did you find the social pressures? Like, what what kind of made yeah. you? Yeah, my environment, like um, my environment basically, like you just it was either on TV and obviously, um, a bit of social media started to come in, mm. but. The environment I was in, you didn't really see long-term success. You only mm. saw short-term success, whether that was people doing stuff illegally or footballers. Mm. That's all I really saw, really, growing up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There was no way for me to avoid it. Mm. And then, obviously, social media started coming in, and then that heightened it as well. Mm. Um, yeah, there was no way for me to... Mm. I think... I do think... I mean, yes... Though it wasn't a lot of it was based not wasn't based on social media. I mean, though, like you said, it was coming in, but it wasn't the thing that it is now. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think there's always pressures again in the younger stages of your life, in those sort of like twenties, mm. because you're you're still trying to work out who you are. Yeah. yeah, and like so much of who you are, like was going back to the we and the I. So much of your yourself is based on the we and everybody else rather than yourself. So therefore, there's just natural pressures coming to you to move like everybody else. And mm -hmm. but yeah, I think you know I there wasn't really anyone. There wasn't a, there wasn't so because of the family that I was from. So my parents are from Nigeria, um, and. I was born here, there wasn't really anyone, there was no examples for me to follow in my family. My parents hadn't schooled here. In fact, my parents were like, my dad was a security man and my mum was mm. a cleaner in my old school. So there wasn't really anyone. And I'm the eldest of my 
siblings. There wasn't yeah. really anyone for me to follow. Mm. So the pressure was there to be, to try and to be, be successful yeah, because I was yeah. for the first, but I had no roadmap to how I was mm. even going to do that. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, okay. Mm. You know what I mean? They're pushing this agenda. My parents are pushing an agenda. Go school, get education. That's the way you're going to get yourself out of, you know, like the poverty mm. line. But I was like, well, what does that look like for a black girl? Because I have no clue. Yeah, like, you yeah. lot haven't done it and you're asking me to do it and I don't know how to do it. So I'm just winging it. Mm. And then, you know, I mean, the, the pressures for me on loads of things, like in my 20s, the pressures on me now as a black woman, as a dark skinned black woman were mm. rife because now, again, and all of this comes from, the reason I'm saying all this is comes from like being, not being secure in myself. Mm -hmm. But you know, now now we can call it colorism. But mm. back then there wasn't a name for yeah, it. So yeah, I was yeah. a dark skinned yeah. black girl and there was no images. I mean, mm. like now we've got images, you know what I mean? <laughs> Someone, I was listening to podcasts and there's like, the dark skinned society is a thing. And I was 100%. like, huh? A hundred percent. Yeah, but thing. you know what I mean? When in my twenties, mm. there wasn't anything for me to relate mm -hmm. to. So I was a black girl in a group of other black girls as one of the darkest skinned black girls. And that was mm. a thing and that was the pressure. and. So the pressures were coming all at once, all the time. Mm. Um, you know, to try and be successful, try and make something of yourself. Don't go down this particular path. Try and look like this. You're not acceptable because you're you look like this. Um, and there's no, there was no, there was no guidance. There was no mm. roadmap, and mm -hmm. a lot of that, you know, you internalize or I internalize because, you know, I wasn't. And so I wasn't secure in myself, and I don't say that as a bad thing, but I've, I've, again, I think in your twenties, it's it's hard to be it secure hard, in yourself because, yeah. as we said at the very Especially beginning, when you have certain challenges that you're, you know, yeah. that are specific to you that you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, there's no, the, you know, there wasn't mm. any elder siblings to support me through yeah. the. There's no one to talk to. Um, mm. I don't know how to express this because now we've got words for everything. We can talk about microaggressions. Yeah. There yeah. Are I remember first seeing the word anxiety and I was like, that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are words no for things. Yeah. So once you have a word or something, you can verbalize it. Mm. But you know, back in the days, I didn't know how to verbalize poverty and the struggle that I was mm. going through. There was no words other than, mm -hmm. Puck, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think in my twenties, the stresses were there all the time and I just kind of I mean I don't even know how I did it when I look back you just kind of put put one make the mistakes that you make you get yeah. up mm -hmm. and just resilience yeah is the one thing I've yeah. had on yeah. my side I is just resilience yeah like I definitely handled my pressures differently <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely felt pressure similar to you like you know my dad's cab driver my mum wasn't really working um you know growing up I definitely felt the effects and it's so true you don't know there's no word for it like mm. when you're growing up because in Asian culture colorism was definitely a thing and I was seen as someone who was a bit darker so growing up it was always like oh wear this to look lighter or do this and it's so you know it feels so normal and you don't realize no, how absolutely. much those things affect you as you get older but I feel the way that I dealt with my pressures and also coming from that Asian background I feel like there's such a particular way to do things and being the first child mm, of yeah. the the first grandchild the first girl I just completely rebelled <laughs> I was like <laughs> you, you know if you wanted to sound so bad you got it <laughs> like, I was just fully not gonna not gonna do those those things and then that became a, a big kind of internal battle within myself of you know what what is actually my choice in these things and how am I giving myself choices and am I making the right choices mm. and then that kind of running around in the background in addition to 
not making the right choices and kind of sailing through. Like, I remember there was one year where I finished uni. I was just getting fired left, right and center. <laughs> Una know, in top show, like, I just, I would just get a job, leave it, get fired, get another one and just had no sense of direction and purpose. And um, And on the one hand, I feel like, you know, that definitely comes as a result of having so many pressures that don't have a name mm. and no one to really relate them to. Like on YouTube, you have so many people who have gone through what you've gone through. Yeah. You can hear someone else talk about something and relate to it and get the advice or even the relatability you need. But I didn't really have that at the time. But then I also feel like it was a good thing because I think, because mm. I just was so laid back with my path, you know, and I just kind of followed the pebbles, I guess. It led me to exactly where I needed to be. And then it also gave me the experiences and the lessons that I needed in my 20s to be who I am now. Because similar to you, I definitely was not secure in who I was. Mm. And I think that, you know, going back to failed friendships and friendships that definitely impacted my ability to firstly accept things that I didn't deserve, but also not have the confidence to confront them either. And I think you have to kind of, have your experiences have your lessons have your rock bottoms and distract yourself to learn what you need to learn to be who you are now yeah yeah no definitely mm. but what about you i think where did you like in your 20s mm. coming forward in terms oops in terms of um like pressures and dealing with those pressures mm. what did i do with it mm. Mm. um I feel like I had um, uh, some life-changing experiences in my 20s that made me just realize that everything that I thought about before wasn't important. And like, mm. one thing that, not, not, what's the word I'm thinking of? There's one thing that I wish that I recognized before, which was, especially with the environments that we're growing in, is that majority of people are going through the same thing. Like, mm. but I always internalized it like it's just me, it's just me. Like I've got to improve, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Mm. But then like, even as I've got older and I've had certain conversations with some of my friends, I realized that they was going through something similar. Mm. Like it might've just been at a different time period, but none of us spoke about it. So mm. the biggest thing that changed for me is when I started speaking. So um, I went through a period of life where I, I experienced like losses, <laughs> dramatic losses like in so many different aspects of life and I was sitting there and I just didn't know what to do next and then um I didn't know who to talk to mm. and then the place that I was working at that time they had like a confidential line you could speak to someone so I had a brief conversation with them I didn't go like into a full yeah. breakdown with them because I still wasn't comfortable with the idea mm. of speaking to someone um but that opened my eyes and it was like after that I'll never forget what he told me. He just he, he said on the phone to me, he's like, um, I know that you feel like it's just you, but there's nine times out of 10 in any situation, there's someone else that's been through it mm. and they're here to tell the story. And I thought about it. And then they're like, even now when I have these conversations with one of my friends, I'm always like, we're not the first to go through it and we're not no. the last to go through no. it. Mm. Like, so that, 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 I feel like that was kind of thrown upon me. I yeah. didn't choose that. It just came upon me at that time because mm. I felt the pressures of, I felt responsible for things that had happened, 
even though I, if, even if I wasn't responsible for it. Yeah. Like mm. I just you felt just like took the guilt on. Yeah, there was a mm. weight on me. Like so. Um. Yeah, I felt like I was the. I I don't know. I don't know. I still feel like now that I'm responsible for making everybody's life around me better because I feel like I've got a talent. I've been gift. I've been gifted with certain like a mindset. Mm. My drive. I just feel like it's still it's still for me mm. to make mm. things better for everyone else. I love that. But mm. I, at that time, I let that way 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 down on me. Whereas now, I use it as something to push me forward. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And I hear. I love that. I love yeah. that. It's funny. So I listened to like a lot of Oprah, and yeah. she was talking to this woman, and this woman had been through some tragic things, and she was crying, and she said at the time, like, you know, like why me? Like why? Why have I keep? Why do I keep going through? Because it's something mad. Like her child got like some kind of cancer, and oh. then her, and and survived it, and then her husband got cancer, but then he died, and then you know what I mean? It was just mm. like she was like, why am I? And yeah. the woman said, woman said, like the universe wants you to teach. Mm. There's a reason why you keep because you are here to teach, and that you know when you like sometimes you hear things, and that was just like a profound mm -hmm. moment mm. because in my life, I've gone through some real traumatic things, and I thought. Mm. You can either keep going like, why me, why me, why me? But I no longer think, why me? I just think, well, two things happened. Mm. So again, I had a bit of a profound moment where I'd lost, I'd lost my daughter and that was a really like tragic, tragic mm. thing for me in my thirties. And um, I was like hit rock bottom. And then the priest said to me, my, I'm Catholic and my priest has said to me like basically I'd like I'd, I could turn to God you know you're like I've got mm. nothing left mm. I'm, like, I'm raised Catholic so I'm going to my priest to see if he can help me because I've got nothing left I can't yeah. I can't do this internally and he said to me um, good bad things happen to good people all the time mm. that's just how life is mm. and you know when you're like that just blew my mind I was, mm. I was like what he was like, bad things happen to good people yeah, all the time. There's yeah. nothing that you could have done. This is not about you. This yeah. is about like how life has to balance itself out. This is not, so while something bad is happening to you, something good is happening, like it mm. is just a balance. You cannot take it personally. Mm -hmm. And it, and that, that was like a profound moment. And now when I look back now and I think of everything that's happened to me now, I'm, and again, I suppose the point of, of going back to is this, that having that confidence in, the traumas and the challenges that life has dealt you to have learned that lessons that you can now take them mm. and move through them in a positive way yeah. and yeah. use them to help other people move through stuff in a positive way. Whereas in your twenties, you just don't have that ability because it's yeah. all happening. It's like body shots. You're like, oh, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I can't take mm -hmm. it, I can't take it. Yeah. It's like pure body shots. Whereas mm. now I've had enough body shots that I've, I've got enough scars that they've sort of healed over that you can't, mm. you can shoot me. And I'm like, okay. You just know what to do now. I, just, I know yeah. what to do now. And, and like you said, like, I love what you're saying because I I now see that I, and you know, again, partly the reason why I've created the Uncommon Collective because now I take my pain, my trauma, whatever it is, and now I've been able to spin that for good. And now I'm mm. like, I want to help other people. 100%. Mm. You yeah. know, so, yeah. but again, it, that tends to come slightly later on rather mm. than, you know, and it, maybe for good reason, I don't know, but yeah. maybe you need to have to get, you have to take all the body shots and all the wounds and all the, you know, the guilt and everything, the insecurities and uncertainties to then get to a point where you're like, okay, now I can like spit those out and they come out as things that are positive. 
definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest shifts that um, you know I've experienced personally, but I've also seen other people experience as well. Is you kind of move from why me, why is this happening to me, what did I do to deserve this, to what can I do with this, mm. what what is this doing for me? Yeah. And I've realized that through you know certain experiences that I've been through, I've never been left with nothing. You know, even though it feels like something has been taken from me mm. each time. Um, I've not been left with nothing. I've always been left with wisdom and strength and all these things Absolutely. that that you you need, you know, that you could not have got. And some of the best treasures that you'll get in life, unfortunately, there's no easy way to get them. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of go through the tough time to get to the to the good part. And I love what you said about balance because it always changes. Like mm. one thing I like to say is that um the wheel of fortune is just always changing for me yeah. and when when it's the the harder part you know that the good part is coming yeah and and vice versa yeah definitely mm. what is it i'm just thinking oh no you've got me is it pulp fiction mm-hmm. as samuel l jackson says as i walk through the valleys of i can't remember he says i will feel no pain and oh, I'm just because picture there's a bit in Pulp Fiction that just reminds me of that where you're just like yeah I love it I love the drama <laughs> exactly <laughs> I walk through the valleys I feel no <laughs> I walk through the valleys something I shall feel no pain that later, yeah. yeah it's just like quite a biblical moment but it's yeah. quite dark the way they do it in Pulp Fiction but it's funny yeah. it's funny oh wow well let's uh, to bring this to you a close we like to end things with our word of advice so that could be, you know, we like to give advice through a word, maximum two words. So for- Oh, wow, you never told people. me I was gonna have to do this. I would have thought about it. Surprise, but- <laughs> Okay. But, um, but, you know, for young people who have their, their lives to look forward to, for the older people who look back on their 20s with nostalgia and need something to look forward to. And for the people who are just midway, who, you know, are trying to figure out what shoes to put on and take off. Um, what are your your words of advice or your word of advice? Oh God, you really just put me in spot. Okay, the thing <laughs> that comes to mind is live it and love it. Oh, I love that. Live it and love it. That's a really good one. Live it and love it. I think mm. because you know what, we we only get you and I. I hate to sound like a, a parable or whatever it is called, but you you really only do get one chance at life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You really do. So mm. you know, live every moment. Don't save stuff for bet. I mean, like within reason. Yeah. I think it goes back to what we were saying in the beginning about being like spontaneous had being spontaneous like mm. live it but enjoy the moments they may not come back again mm-hmm. or they may do but live mm. it you know and love what you do like ha- have fun in those moments enjoy smile um because ultimately good or bad they make you who you are yeah so you know and none of it lasts the bad won't last the good won't yeah last. and you know what like th- even if the bad things do last they don't def- they don't have to define you yeah i mean that's what i've learned Definitely. so i would say you know live it yeah, live it and love it is my, mm, my, my two I words. I love that. I love for that all so ages. Much. Yeah, and that's just, that's so applicable to everything, you know, just live it and love it. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to put that on a t shirt now. Yeah. <laughs> you hit it here under, first, people. Under turn left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Darren? What's your word of advice today? Um, I'm going to pick on you because I need more time to <laughs> think of mine. I would say be patient. Mm. and be open 
because mm. like I've said from the start, it's like um I can only talk on my own experiences that where everywhere I grew up I thought I had to have everything figured out by a certain time. If I didn't have it figured out, I've seen people get certain things way before me mm. and feel like I'm I'm not doing anything really. Yeah. But the patient side of it is that <laughs> it's come around and like on the flip side now they're looking at what I've got for my life and it's like how did you manage to do that mm. or I want that so mm. it's always like you've got to be you got to be patient with life because um I don't think you should wait around <laughs> like you still got to be active yeah, yeah, yeah. but you got to be patient so like not everything's going to come at, as and when you want it to come mm. um and just be open to change as well because you can get stuck in a cycle mm. um again like I went through a, a period of time where I thought this is this is all I know so this is what I've got to do to get to x y and z mm. whether it was good bad or however you want to view it but when I was kind of opened to change like I saw my life change yeah so yeah, yeah be patient be open really yeah mm. no that's brilliant I love that I think mm. you're right be patient I, when you're saying that I was thinking like what is meant for you will be for you. Mm. And you do like, you do think, shit, everyone's got something that I haven't got, yeah. but it will come round when it's your time. It will, it will come round exactly, for you, yeah. you know, so absolutely. I would have went crazy if I got some of the stuff that I wanted so early. When exactly, I like, exactly you that, it, like, you know, or, you know, like I look back now and look at the man I used to know that were like, they had money, you know what mm. I mean? They had money and you were like, I was just like, wow, you don't live mm. alive, you're popping bottles, you're doing this, turning mm. up. And I was like, wow. And now they, and I'm not wishing us anybody, but they've got nothing. Yeah. Mm. You know, they've yeah, got yeah, nothing, yeah. you know, it all just went through their fingers, you know? So yeah, you're right. It is a, like patience and like not being envious because your time will come. Yeah. That's yeah. not your story. Yeah, yeah it's what not. you're given when, when you're ready for it. I love that. Especially being open, being open mm. to change. I feel like that's something that, you know, people can be so scared to make the changes because you're like, what am I going to lose? Who am I going to lose? What parts of myself am I going to lose? And you don't realize how much there is to gain just because you can't see it yet. Like yeah. you don't know yeah. what you're going to gain, but you will gain things from, from making the changes yeah. that you need to make. It's the difference, sorry, just about, I was say, it's because mm. uh, I was speaking about this to some kids. That, um, mm. It's the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Yeah. So a growth mindset will tell you change is a good thing because it means you can learn and mm. it's not a hindrance. A fixed right. mindset will be like, I can't cope with this. I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Mm. And that yeah. is the, you know what I mean? Like a growth mindset will, keep you moving forward do everything like even if you lose a job a growth mindset yeah. will say okay cool, i will get another that's job that's fine yeah exactly exactly mm. so definitely right well i think my word of advice or words is um i think probably be vocal you know i think especially when you're when you're younger you you feel like what gives you the right you know what mm -hmm. do i know but i think it's so important to be vocal about how you feel what you want what you don't want you know i think going back to my friendships but <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like that's something that i definitely wish i did more of you know with certain people like be vocal but you get so scared of like oh what are they gonna say what if i say it wrong blah 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 yeah and you just if it's how you feel it will never be wrong yeah yeah, yeah. and that's something i've learned and even with you you know like being vocal with speaking to your friends and mm. realizing that everyone's going through the same things i think that's one thing you should never try and hold yourself back from. And the more I've been vocal and said 
no, I don't want this or this is what I need. My life has changed considerably mm. just from doing that. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's really mm. important, and I think, but it's really important, but really difficult. Very difficult. It takes you know. a lot of bravery. It takes practice. It, it takes practice. The first time you're vocal, I remember the first time I was telling, you know, even a guy something that I don't want or this, that, and the other. Yeah. In, not in that way, but just <laughs> yeah, say nothing. I know, say nothing. <laughs> just like in a normal way. But <laughs> and it was a lot. Like I was so scared because I was not used to it. You know, I was yeah. not used to being vocal in that type of a dynamic and saying things that I'm not okay with or not willing to to do or be. And the first time you do it is hard, but then after that, it's so easy to just say no. Yeah, mm. I'm just thinking more. I suppose, like you know whether you're in school if you're really young and you're schooled or mm. whether you're, you're like those early environments where you if you're your parents like where people are shutting you down instantly because you're yeah. a child so it's mm -hmm. like that's true no, you know like and and it is hard but mm. find a way find yeah. a way practice yeah. i mean even if being vocal just means you open up notes on your iphone and you're just writing down how yeah, you feel so absolutely. you're just being vocal with yourself yeah i think that's a strong place to start because you can if you have an open dialogue with yourself then that that is a strong foundation and that is enough sometimes. Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Whether it, if, if even if you can't do it externally, yeah. Yeah. then find a way to do be, it internally and outlet, yeah. You know, remind definitely. yourself that you are the best you are even when you're not reaching any of your goals at that time. No. You still are. Good yeah. advice, Cam. Good <laughs> thank advice. You, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much Jerry for joining us on this episode. No, it was fun. <laughs> I liked it. Not yeah. at all. Not at all. You guys are good, cool, man. It's good. It was good talking and yeah. like being open and honest and yeah, just talking mm. through what it is to be human in England, mm. London. Yeah. So it's all good. Thank you for having yeah. me.